I want to talk about being a witness. And the theme that I have on my heart is asking the Lord, what is the actual heading, is which kingdom protection program are you in? Because I think a lot of us, and including myself, so I'm preaching to you guys because that's what I'm meant to do, but I'm preaching to myself. So it's, it's a case of this, four fingers to me, one to you. So believe me. And I want to be somewhere where God wants me to be. I have a FOMO, a fear of missing out, because there's great and mighty things happening around the world, and you can see the move of God. And if we're honest about ourselves, we're on a movement journey, but there's a place where we need to get to. So I just want to encourage us to be open-minded that we don't want to miss out. So it's which kingdom, sorry, which protection program are we under? Are we under the world, which is very covert, um, hidden away, and nobody knows that you're a witness to something? Or is it very overt that you're out there declaring it and speaking this message boldly? Kind of like Paul, who arrives in places knowing that he's going to be bound and beaten and uh, prison tortured. He goes there anyway because he's under the kingdom protection program that we all should be. So that's the difference. It's a boldness that says, oh, am I going to go to jail? I think it's Rob Rivers. He always goes to the jail and says, I'm here. Can you book a room? I'm ready for you. I'm not afraid. I'm not trying to hide away from this. Do I die or do I live? I don't mind. That's great. What a choice. So we're free from that. So what I'm encouraging us is that if we don't have the right attitude, it's going to be very difficult. And the whole thing about witnessing what we're seeing. What's very important that I've realized is I'm not, a, I'm not created as a human being with a spirit. I don't understand that. I understand that I'm a spiritual being for eternity that God brought into existence through a physical body. So that's my perspective. I'm not here on earth and I've got this period of time. I'm an eternal being living for eternity. And all these things that are happening around here are, are the distractions. So if, if health and finances and the things of the world become important, you've been caught up in the wrong perspective of what we're seeing. I just need to, and that's my basis, because, and we can get beyond that, because the disciples showed us, etc. The other big thing you'll see, which is one of my major building blocks uh, for the Lego model, which I think Grant has said as well, um, it's about what are we seeing, witnessing, and declaring. So what are we being witnesses to? So I'm going to go into discussing being a witness and under the Holy Spirit, which has been mentioned a lot. Um, and I've got a note here because as we preach the word, we can expect God's power to move. So I, I'm expecting, I'm creating this atmosphere that God's Spirit's going to work. I don't need to call people up, but if there's issues of healing and restorations of thoughts and everything else, that's the beauty of God's power working through as we talk. And why? It's God's word. Why? Because it's the Holy Spirit. Not me. It's got nothing to do with me. It's just God's word. So I want to give you an example of this because this is quite amazing. Peter preaching his first sermon to the Gentiles, um, Cornelius and his household. Um, it's been a supernatural engagement. The Holy Spirit spoke to Cornelius, spoke to Peter. They came together. And it says in Acts 10, 34, if you want to read from there. So Peter opened his mouth and said, Truly, I understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. As for the word that he sent to Israel, preaching the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. You yourselves know what happened through all Judea, beginning from Galilee after the baptism that John proclaimed, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we are witnesses of all that he did. 
both in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree. But God raised him on the third day and made him to appear, not to all the people, but to, those, to us who had been chosen by God as witnesses, who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one appointed by God to be judge of the living and the dead. To him, all the prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. Now, if you're worried about preaching the gospel to those who don't know how to be evangelist, that is a section of how to be evangelist. Very simple. And I'm not the evangelist preacher. That's a conager. Kind of but I'm just telling you, there it is. It's going to people and just telling what Jesus did. He was here in power, baptized. It's the history of Jesus knowing it. But what's important, and, and what I want to say is that there are many, many, um, what did I put here, historical facts and, and evidences for Jesus. The Bible is one of those. So there's one evidence through the Bible. The other important thing here in this message is that Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit and did amazing things. So there's this element of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, you also can see here, and I try to emphasize that, how many times Peter mentions being a witness, being able to testify, ate and drank. There was a connection to Jesus. He didn't speak about something in a theoretical, um, academic sense. He talked about something he saw. And that's one of my big things in my life, and I believe for us as a church. We don't want to talk about a theoretical Jesus. And if that's your experience of Jesus, that he's just in the Bible, I want to say good news for you is, and we're going to get to that, is that we get to see him. It's almost like we have fellowship with him. In fact, we do, but almost eating with him and doing things with him because that's how close we are. That's the type of witness we need to be. Um, and so today, people would argue that the Bible is irrelevant, it's untrue and everything else. And where's the historical fact of Jesus? I testify, I witness to the fact of Jesus' resurrection life and his power and the fact he is real and he's working through me through signs and wonders. So I become a fact and a proven uh, fact for the existence of Jesus. Can you see that? It's not that there's the Bible, it's us, it's us looking around. And, and so here's this issue. If we are not seeing that in our lives, and I'm gonna go through this, and I'm just laying the foundation for this. If that's what we're meant to be, and I'm just gonna show you what Jesus says, it should be that, then if we're not getting there, one of the good things about having a fast is saying, Lord, I am not happy, I am missing out, and you've told me I, I can have that. So I am not gonna move away from this place until you show that to be real in my life. So I just wanna encourage you, that's one thing you can be as part of your fast to saying, Lord, I want this to be real, that my witness is not as an academic of the Bible that I came to church. It's no good me witnessing to people say, I go to church every Sunday. Uh, that's a wonderful savior. But the fact that Jesus loves you and he's real and he's got a word for you and there's healing and, and people can receive that in power is what people need to receive. So I'm just passionate that we do it the way Jesus wants rather than us trying to be academic. And, and if there's that gap between what the Bible says and where we are now, this week is a chance to say, Lord, <laughs> I'm giving up all this other nonsense that doesn't help me to understand that. So whatever distracts you. So the Bible says fast. <laughs> I was telling the guys earlier this week. It also says when you read the, look at the Bible, hold fast. So here's the thing. What are you holding fast to? I'm holding fast to the fact that God has told me I operate in power, that I can know him, and I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. So I want that to be reality. That's where I want to go to. So my fast is already ticked with a whole lot of things, and these good things to pray for the church. The fullness of this place, can you see it? Because that's the other thing is, what are we seeing? If you can only see a small church and gathering on Sunday, 
That's not being a witness, but if I'm seeing this church full because that's God's purpose, I'm witnessing to the greater vision of God, being a true witness to it. So let's move into just some of the background. I just want to build the basis for how we get to that, being witnesses, and how we witness the way that Jesus wants us to. So before Jesus went up, the last words he spoke um, before leaving earth, he says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you'll be my witnesses in Johannesburg, Kauteng, um, South Africa, Botswana, and the ends of the world, Nepal. Okay, you understand, that's the modern Graham Pye translation. So we are witnesses, but we do it in power. So the good news, if you're, under, if you're not able to witness in the way that you can see that Jesus did, the good news is you are meant to, and that's, that's what we can strive for. We do it in power, and that power releases the, the love and the presence of God into people's lives in a way that they, it becomes tangible and real. So just, it's important, I believe, that if we're not able to do that in the way that we see what Jesus did, then do we understand what it means to be full of the Holy Spirit? So I just want to spend a quick run through just understanding the Holy Spirit and what it means for us and that we are filled with the Holy Spirit. So we know from Luke 3.16, Jesus will come and baptize us with the Holy Spirit in fire. So um, it's Jesus who fills us, and we are never going to be the same person we were. So if your Christian experience is that I heard about Jesus, I realize I'm a sinner, and I've come to believe, and your life carries on the same, I've got good news for you. There's an element of revelation of something greater, because our life is not the same. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you're talking about fire, um, and you'll see as I go through this, there is so much of what the Holy Spirit has put into us that makes our lives totally different. So I just want to encourage us that we, we don't hold on to what we have as an experience. My life from being, um, before being born again to now looks very much the same. No, there's something more, and that's what we want to have. I also think, it's an, and I don't want to read, but Luke 11, 9 talks about if you ask and you seek and you receive, and who among you, if a son asks for a fish, instead um, you give him a serpent, or if you ask for an egg, you give him a scorpion. If you then, who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? So of all the things we need in this world, and Jesus knows, He's saying, you know, you don't need to ask for a job. You don't need to ask for the money. You don't need to ask for the health. You don't need to ask for the house and everything else. Of all the good things we should ask for is the Holy Spirit. And that struck me because I've never really asked for much more of the Holy Spirit. I'm kind of a person that has my, my needy list and saying, Lord, I need these breakthroughs and these corporate deals, and I need this, this for praying for somebody sick, and we need this and this. But if I think of how much time I spend in my prayer life and my desires, how much I'm saying, Lord, I want what you have said is the very best. The very best thing God can give us is not your job, is not your salary, is not your um, health, is not this. It's the Holy Spirit and the kingdom giving us that because in that, everything else is covered. So you can start chasing after the job. My job's important. My boss said this. I'm going that direction. But it's not going to get you into the kingdom and to, and to get you into um, receiving the fullness of the pleasure of, of knowing God and the power of operating with God. Um, chasing after health. Oh, I've got health issues. I've got to do this. I'm praying. I'm studying. I'm doing everything else. Is that going to get you close in the kingdom, understanding God and everything else? I don't think so. But the moment you're saying, Lord, I'm after you, and I'm going on this journey that says, I want to see the kingdom of God in my life, and I want to experience God's power and presence, I'm running off to you. Oh, sure, my health. Oh, thank you, Lord. There's 
But we've got to believe that's what God wants for us. And you've got to understand it. And I'm saying that is the way. And if it's not, you're missing out on something. You are missing out. And I hope you're afraid of that. So you would fast and you'll say, Lord, I want that. That is reality. I don't want to be caught up in these man things. The world, we get distracted by the issues of the world and Satan's lies and riches and everything else. Let's just get distracted in the fact of what God has said. There is the kingdom and, and his love and his spirit and everything else. And in that, everything else is covered. Seek first the kingdom of God and everything else is covered. So when we have that confidence, and if you're not there, I'm giving you a whole list of things to fast about. <laughs> so you can thank me afterwards. Um, so if you're not there, say, Lord, I'm... At, you're not frustrated. I am frustrated, Lord, that this is not happening in my life. So I want that to happen. This, I'm not moving off until you make that happen. So I'm going to let go of these other things that don't help me. And I'm going to hold first, fast to your word. And I'm going to seek your presence that you now give me revelation about that. So I can be like what we see Jesus and the disciples. So just quickly, do we all know we have the Holy Spirit? We're happy that that's a fact. So I don't want to spend too much time on that, but uh, Jesus did say, whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Holy Spirit. And then we know that when you receive, uh, when you believe, you receive the Holy Spirit. Okay, so that's kind of the, the package deal that you, you get the Lord with you. Um, so, and, and receiving the Holy Spirit I'm, I'm going, there's two components that I really want to emphasize. The one is the gift of the Spirit, and then I'm taking on the character and nature of God. So I'm looking and talking more like Jesus did in, in, terms, in terms of just my, my responses. But the other one is I'm, I have the ability of God in terms of gifting and power. And it's, it's far too long to go into all the details. I just, I'm, I'm taking one element of the gifts. There are more, so just don't nail me for not te- uh, showing you the whole picture. But this is a section of God's um, power and truth for us that we, we can hold on to. Okay, so if you believe, you receive the Holy Spirit. Um, and in terms of being baptized in the Holy Spirit, which is the other element, there was a time when, or it is the way that God works. We know that as he preaches the word, so Peter being called Cornelius, he spoke and he just shared what he did. And in that passage, this released the Holy Spirit upon unbelievers. And they were all surprised. If you read the next section. They were amazed that the Spirit had fallen upon uh, Gentiles. But that's one of the areas the Holy Spirit falls. The other one is uh, waiting. Uh, Jesus said to the disciples, you need to wait for me and pray. And the Holy Spirit came upon them. And the other one is laying of hands. And part of that evidence, this is not an inclusive, exclusive, is speaking in tongues, prophesying and praising God. So the reason I'm saying that is that you should have some awareness that it is different to what it was beforehand. So I speak in tongues. I I never did uh, because I was told that wasn't important. But when I realized what the Bible said, I said I want that. I was missing out on something. FOMO is wonderful. I really hope you have a lot of FOMO. I don't want to miss out on this and now I speak in tongues. Does it make me a better Christian? No, but it does give me more equipment and I believe I'm on a better journey because of that. But if you feel that, that you, you, might be, you are filled with the Holy Spirit, if you believe, let's get that out of the way, basis. You're filled with the Holy Spirit. But there is an outflowing in the power of the Holy Spirit through the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which is the fire. 
the fire that comes out, and that is really where the world needs to see us testifying. We should be hungry for that fire to touch people's lives. So it doesn't matter what I say, the presence of God is here, and it's moving far beyond what I can do. If you don't know that, then I think afterwards, we, we, and, and you must come speak to us, but we need to lay hands and talk, uh, you know, release the Holy Spirit upon you, as, as the scriptures say. Right, so now this is wonderful because God and, and his wisdom and his love for us has declared that we are worthy to be the temple and the tent for the Holy Spirit to live in us. So what does that mean? It means that we, in Galatians 5.22, we take on this true nature. This is the Holy Spirit in us. And it means the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and control. Against such thing there is no law. So just keep maxing it. Don't stop. Just keep asking for more and doing more. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. So if we're living by the Spirit, that's what we should see more and more and more. The reality for me is that I never realized what that really meant until a couple of months ago. So I've been born again for 26 years. That means I'm no longer, well, let me tell you the truth. I'm a bundle of emotions. I have an emotion of joy, peace, and uh, what is <laughs> love, joy, and peace. That's my emotions. That's the reality. Now, if it's not there, it should be there, but that's the nature of God. I've got a new spirit, and I've taken on, God's given me his Holy Spirit, that I can live my life according to that picture, plus all the rest as well. But that's the reality of me. So one of the things that I'm praying for is, Lord, I don't want to react in anger. I don't want to have fear, and I don't want to be unhappy but I want to have love. What type of love is this? This is the love, God's love that's poured into our heart. It's the love that says, Father God, I, as your son, will go and die for these created beings because we love them so much that we can take on their sin that they could be uh, redeemed and live in the, the plan. That's the love. And it's, a, it's an unconditional love. It's a God pay love. It's not a love that says, well, I like you because because you do this for me, or you're attractive, or whatever the case is. It just says it's unconditional, I love you, because you created an image of God. That's the type of love that we have. Does the world need to see that? When we go up to people, when I'm driving, and I get angry with a taxi, it's not, ah, these guys, this, and whatever. It's a God-pay love. Lord, you love these guys. What are you saying? And I want to have that approach that I can speak to enemies or, or, or whoever that has upset me in that, that loving attitude, that I'm free from from putting my hatred upon them. And, I, I, and if we can't do that, the good news is, what's the picture meant to be? Are we living as we were, because we are born again and we carried the same spirit through, or can we live according to what the spirit is? And I'm saying yes, that's what it is. So if you are not experiencing that fullness of God's love, then this is a place to say, Lord, I'm wanting more of that. And it's ours to have. Ask the Father. Lord, I want more of that. I'm fasting this week. I want to have more of that. I'm trying to be different. My kids will tell you I'm not. So it seems I'm always shouting at them. And it really frustrates me because I've made more effort to say, Lord, I'm filled with your spirit. I'm no longer going to get angry. It's not going to happen. Yesterday, Matthew dropped a book on that part of your body, which is apparently quite sensitive. So I reacted a little bit, but uh, it confirmed that I'm always shouting to him every day. But how am I going to change this? And it's not that, Lord, who's my true nature? It's you. And I don't want to be like that old self who's always reacting that way. I want to be filled with the Spirit and of love. So I'm, I'm just choosing the three. The other one is joy. I mean, we live in the joy of the Lord, um, having, having His strength, and, and uh, it's a strength to us. You know, Jesus went to the cross. He endured the cross for the joy set before Him. 
That's amazing. Imagine facing situations in this world that you can do it in God's strength of joy. And if you can't do it, the good news is you can. That's what God has said. So I'm just trying to paint this picture saying I live life and I don't have joy and I feel very upset and sad. But Lord, when I'm filled with your joy, I'm able to overcome. I mean, even Paul said, consider it pure joy when you face trials and tribulations of diverse kinds. So that's something that we can live on and see. And so see that picture of what the reality is and saying, Lord, I can live exactly like that um, because that's what you've done. You have given me the spirit. It's no question what if he has given it to you. Um, and then just as peace, because we live in a time of great turmoil and uncertainty and things are happening on land and crime and this and Australia's the peaceful place and Canada, whatever, really. Because when you're in the Lord, who is the Prince of Peace? It's Jesus. And he gives us so much peace that we don't have to be anxious about anything else. So one of the signs must surely be that we can be in a place of, of great uncertainty and of great um, concern, but because he's so full of the Holy Spirit, I'm able to say, Lord, your peace tells me I can stay here because I can trust and depend on you. So I just want to encourage you, if you have those fears and those concerns, the good news is, is that you can, you can be more like Jesus. It's not forcing yourself, it's just realizing, Andrew Warwick talks about effortless change. It's effortless. It's just simply saying, that's the truth. So let me fast away from the lies of the press, because they're always telling us that we're failing and the economy's down and fuel's going up and this and whatever. It's always that. But Jesus is saying he's with us, um, he's for us, he's, he provides for us, and he's looking, he's protecting his witnesses. <laughs> so I'm going to concentrate on that as the truth and set aside the lies. It's just a decision, but in that we are, we are living and witnessing, because now I'm a witness. Can you imagine the new Graham, full of love, joy, and peace? I mean, one day your kids, my kids will tell you. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get there. Uh, maybe my wife. And... But that's a witness, is it not? The witness of the fact that there's a change in me and I'm testifying to reality. But Graham, why does it not worry you? Because I have the peace of the Lord. I have the joy and the love. I don't have to be angry with people. I don't have to post things being angry, angry about people. And, and not, but I live that because I understand what God's able to do through me and a better plan. And that's a testimony for it. And how are we going to fill this church? Because we're going to invite people to a Sunday meeting? Uh, if I've got you right, Ron, that's not what we're trying to do. We're trying to be those signs and witnesses to people living in ourselves that when they look at us and say, I can see there's something there. What is it? Can I witness to you about Jesus? <laughs> he's real in his life. I don't believe the Bible, but I see it's, it's real in you. So we become alive because what we believe in the Bible is real for us and letting the Holy Spirit work to go out there. All right. So I'm just trying to encourage you to, to take hold of that. You're missing out if you're not seeing it. And, and let's be honest, I think we are missing out. Hey? Oh, oh, we haven't got a full church yet, so we must out. And it's not a heavy, it's just the joy. And the Lord is just saying, I want you to, full, to be full with this. I want you to live in this. I want you to operate in the fullness of this. Let go of everything else that says it's not. Now, there's a lie that says, because of the Bible, we don't need to operate in the spiritual um, gifts and everything else. Show me in the Bible where that comes from. Because when I read this, it's telling me that's who I am. So I want to live like that, and we see it. Jesus did it, uh, and he said it was good enough for me. All right, so that means the gifts I, Thanksgiving, that means I'm, I have the nature of Christ. When people look at me, they're seeing Jesus. When I look at you, I'm, I'm seeing Jesus. And if I'm not seeing Jesus, I might just lay my hands on you and just <laughs> be filled <laughs> or encourage you. But I think let's, let's have, 
if you're brothers and sisters who want to be real with one another, just encourage people that and just say, you know what? The good news is that God gives you peace for that situation. The good news is joy, there's patience, there's kindness. And, and, and let us just rely on the Lord to fill us with that. It's effortless, but change your mind, renew your mind to what it is. Because he's already done it. It's not like, Lord, I need more. It's there. It's done. It's a done deal. So I love that. I mean, that's great. But what's even more wonderful, and uh, what is more wonderful in the first place, is the fact that we get spiritual gifts. So uh, I just want to read through this, uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 1. My fellow believers, I don't want you to be confused about spiritual realities. I'm saying I'm confused. Uh, the special endowment of supernatural energy, according to the Amplified Bible. For you know the special endowment of supernatural energy. For you know full well that when you were unbelievers, you were often led astray in one way or another by your worship of idols, which are incapable of talking with you. Therefore, I want to import, impart to you an understanding of the following. No one speaking by the Spirit of God would ever say Jesus is, is the cursed one. No one can say Jesus is the Lord Yahweh unless the Holy Spirit is speaking through him. It is the same Holy Spirit who continues to distribute many different varieties of gifts. The Lord Yahweh is one, and he is the one who apportions to believers, and some people read that, he apportions to the special chosen few. This is to believers, All right? to every believer, different varieties of ministries. The same God distributes different kinds of miracles that accomplish different results through each believer's gift. Each believer's uh, gift and ministry as he energizes and activates them. Thank you, Lord. It's you, not me. Every believer is given continuous revelation by the Holy Spirit to the benefit not just himself, but all. I have FOMO. Lord, that's not true. I'm missing out. I cannot let that be the case for me. I hope you guys got FOMO as well. The Spirit gives to one the gift of the word of wisdom. To another, the same Spirit gives the gift of the word of revelation knowledge. Why is this important? Because all of us, as I read these, we should be able to say, hang on, I know somebody in the church and the body who does that and they gifted there. So we should be seeing that. Um, to another, the same gift, the Spirit gives the gift of faith. To another, the same Spirit gives the gift of healing. To another, the power to work miracles. To another, the gift of prophecy. To another, the gift to discern which Spirit is speaking. And to another, the gift of speaking different kinds of tongues. And to another, the gift of interpretation of tongues. Remember, it is the same Holy Spirit who distributes, activates, and operates these different gifts as He chooses to each believer. So it's a reality. I mean, the first part He says, let's not be confused about spiritual realities. So, so the simple thing, if you don't mind me asking the question, you do know what gifts you're operating in, and you do operate them regularly. Because if you're like me, I, I'm, I don't. And, and again, I'm just saying, if we did, I, this hall would be different. So I, I'm just saying, I think we could learn something from what God's saying, and if we hold on this and say, Lord, I want more. We are missing out. What is it that you have for us? We know these gifts are here to serve others, and that's a great thing. We can love on others, both in the church and without so these gifts operate within the church and without, but powerfully. And it would be great that we could say, you know what? Mandy is the, is the expert in the wisdom of revelation. Connor's the expert in, in healing. But the good news is it's actually for all of us. And, and the reason I say that is that these are kind of basic gifts for every believer. Uh, why do I say that? Well, Jesus did say when you go and witness, you'll, you'll witness in power and healing and everything else. So there's kind of a basic starter pack for the believer. You're born again, you receive the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit, baptized, and now you can be my witnesses in power. 
So now you're able to go out and you're able to heal and to discern and give gifts. So I believe we can. And if you look at the lives of some of the apostles, they operated in, in a number of gifts. So Paul and Peter, uh, I know past uh, believers and present, they operate in words of wisdom, knowledge, discerning of evil spirits, healing, speaking different types of tongues. So I just want to encourage you, if your theology says it's for the super duper special person, the front row, these are the guys. Uh, no, the good news is for all believers, that's what God said. So now we can take it. And if you haven't got it, the good news is you now eligible. Each and every one of you has got it. And, and we need to say, Lord, I've missed out on something. What will it mean to get that? Change our mindset. Um, and, and it also means as the Holy Spirit needs to. So I want to free you up to think in whatever situation I'm facing, wherever I go, God can drop one of those gifts that I can become quite relevant in somebody's life. So if somebody, and uh, let me use this as an example, um, Connor has a, a problem in his body. I can either say, well, that's a healing opportunity I need to pray, or it could be a spiritual manifestation because of a spiritual issue, and I'm praying the wrong thing. So I want to know what it is. It's not got me praying for healing for healing, but he's got a spiritual oppression on, on himself. And that happens. We've got to have that discernment. So when I look in spirits, there's the Holy Spirit, there's good angels, there's our spirit in whatever state they can choose to be, and then there's bad spirits. So there's four spirits in any person operating at any one time. And the spirit is not judgment. Well, I don't like the way Connor said that or whatever. That's not the spirit of discernment. That's the spirit of <laughs> stupid. <laughs> yes. Thank you. The front row is very useful. <laughs> you don't just pause and they'll give you the word. <laughs> so, so it's not here to criticize people. It's here to know who's operating behind, who's the nature character of that spiritual influence there. So when I'm in the world and I'm facing a situation, I can speak truth and life into that situation. So I know of stories where people have had epilepsy and the doctors and all the good Christians have all prayed for them. It's only somebody who said, Lord, I'm hearing what you say. Oh, it's, there's a spirit here. We need to, and that's a believer. That's quite sensitive when you go to somebody and say, uh, as a believer, there's a spirit operating here who's not of the Lord. But that's the love, and you're doing it in love, by the way. So when you're operating in love, how easy is it to bring that gift to, to bring release and freedom? So it's important. So sometimes just to say, I'm going to choose one, I'm saying, no, God wants us to be open to all these gifts because at one time you'll show something to lead to the next operation of that particular gift. All right, so are you comfortable? Can, can we break this mold that it's only these guys, and maybe that one, that one, who have this gift? It's everybody. All of us are full of the Holy Spirit to be like Jesus. All right? And, and, and pray for yourself and pray for others that we can, as brothers and sisters, the greatest gift that God could give us is His Holy Spirit. So don't pray for my million-dollar deals that I'm trying to crack through or trying to be healthy, whatever the case is. Pray for the Holy Spirit upon me. If you guys do pray for one another, pray for me like that. I'm putting my hand up. When you fast, pray for me. <laughs> I'd like to pray for you guys. Okay, and we should have that culture amongst one another. We're praying. Praying for the fullness, the release of the Holy Spirit in our lives amongst one another. Um, so... Maybe just as some illustrations about word of wisdom. You know, Jesus said, and how's the beauty of this? You know, when you are brought before leaders and, and, and churches, uh, you're going to be accused, um, you, you know, because of Jesus' sake. Um, this will be an opportunity for you to bear witness. Again, this witnessing. Settle it, therefore, in your minds not to med uh, meditate beforehand how to answer. That sounds like peace. Oh, Lord, I'm in a situation. I've got to say this. No. 
The Holy Spirit is at peace, and he's going to give you power. It's part of the gifting. This is a gift of uh, this, the word of wisdom. And then um, I'll give you a mouth and wisdom which none of your adversaries will be able to withstand or contradict. Now, I love the sense of humor of the Holy Spirit. So Paul, and I'm giving you an example of just how this works in the Bible. So Paul um, gets uh, in Jerusalem, he gets drawn in front of the, the, the high priests, Sadducees, and, and Pharisees. So Paul says, now when Paul perceived that one part were Sadducees and the other Pharisees, he cried out to the council, brothers, I'm a Pharisee, a son of a Pharisee. Um, it is with respect to the hope and the resurrection of the dead that I'm on trial. I mean, how many words is that? I mean, how's that for a defense? And when he said this, a dissension arose between the Pharisees and Sadducees, and the assembly was divided. Not this great speech about who I am or whatever, but because of the word of knowledge and, and of wisdom, he was able to say the thing that the Holy Spirit would have for him. I'm just saying that's power, having peace. So often I'm driving along, oh, Lord, I'm going to this meeting. I need to say this. I have to do that. No, no, I'm just going to trust you, Lord. I'm, I'm prepared but I'm trusting you and that you're going to give me that favor and release so I can be calm and peaceful when I go into that meeting. Okay, word of knowledge. Um, you know, that's what Peter was using in maybe discernment. Oh, so Peter, before he got called to Cornelius, that was a spiritual gift operating for any believer. The Holy Spirit saying there's three people who are wanting to meet with you um, you're going to take you to Cornelius. So that's the kind of way that the Holy Spirit works to inform us of what's happening at the time. And I've gone through discerning spirits so that we can understand what's going on. So I really, the encouragement is that we, we don't stop seeking more of what God has for us. I've shown you that this is what it is for us. And, and in order for us to reach out to this world, we, we want to be testifying as witnesses. We are called to be first-hand witnesses. Um, it's first-hand knowledge. So I want that for all of you. I'm praying now that each and every one of you has first-hand uh, revelation of who it is, knowing what God is in you, what he's done for you, and the power of him that we can testify. So when people speak to us, they, they are saying, it's as if I'm speaking to somebody who had seen Jesus. That's the type of reality. Our words will be like that. And let's have that type of mindset and attitude to say that we, we are able to be there because of the Holy Spirit. And it's supernatural. That's the beauty of it. How would you know it? Only because God is in us and God's working and doing a powerful move as well. Um, I would argue that what we're living at the moment is the black and white picture because we don't have it perfect and it's not clear. But as we have the fullness of the Holy Spirit, fullness of revelation, we get high-definition 3D colored TV presentation. We see God as he is, and people see him in us as that as well. So um, let's, let's move beyond where we are at the moment in order to seek more of God in that. And have a list. I mean, if what I've said triggers something and that you're not there, you're missing out. Whatever I've said here is for all believers. It's not for the super-dupers. It's for every single believer that we can operate in that way, knowing God, and chase after that and saying, Lord, I'm... I want to see that relevant in my life. So that's a personal one that grows the church because we are those witnesses. So, okay, thanks.